Hey, it's Nixie from Stitch Step Heart, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. How are you, Mixie? Oh, I'm doing awesome. I uh, I just moved into a house, and I have a ton of, they're putting sod down in the backyard and painting and all this nice stuff, so it's been a crazy day, and I kind of got uh, sidetracked. No worries at all. I appreciate you taking yeah. the time. Where are you at? Are you out in L.A. then? I, 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 have a, I have a feeling that a new house is probably more important than Bruce. I wouldn't know about me, but more important than Oh, man. <laughs> no. No, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I know all of this stuff is going on, but in the midst, middle of it, we've been working on a, getting that home for like five years now. And it just happened to be at this weirdest time in the whole world. So, wow. Um, but we made it happen, and now we're like homeowners. That's beautiful. How uh, how are you making out? Yes. How are you making out in all this uh, nonsense? You guys holding up okay? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty good at um, trying to turn everything into a positive. And as soon as the tour got postponed, I pretty much I hit up the kitten rescue that I foster kittens with, and was like, "Help! I need kittens! I need some kittens!" <laughs> um, and I've been learning how to make cupcakes, which I think I'm burning. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, they're good. Like a couple of more minutes. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to turn everything into a positive, and I know that all of this, when it flows over, it'll, you know, there'll be good that comes out of it, so we just got to look for the good stuff. Yeah, I think the, uh, the technology and the creativity, even though everybody's locked in and it sucks and the whole thing, but I think the, uh, the creativity and the technology that's going to come out of all this is going to be pretty amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're definitely writing some music in the meantime, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of... I mean, this is what musicians do. We're built for this kind of thing. We always, like, go on tour, come home and write. Go on tour, come home and write. So what are we supposed to do in this time? Come home and write. Right. Like, that's just kind of how it works, you know? So I feel like as a uh, artist, we, you know, especially because it's such a... Um, unstable career choice. <laughs> right. We're like built for this, you know. We're built to be able to figure out how to make ends meet um, off, like, really unreliable, unsustainable income. So, um, I haven't had any issues. I know that there's a lot of people like Rogies and Crew and stuff like that, some of the bigger kind of tours um, that, you know, the bus drivers, the people that rent the buses out, the venues, the bars, stuff like that. Sure. Those promoters, you know, they're the ones having a pretty hard time. But I feel maybe I'm lucky. I don't know. I just feel like I still have people that support us, and they make everything okay. That's awesome. Are you guys doing anything in particular to uh, engage with your fans during this uh, weird downtime? Oh, yeah, we've been doing our weekly Facebook Live. I think we might switch over to Instagram try that out because um, our drummer is actually in Pennsylvania. His parents are getting up there in age, and they keep falling down, and they have their goldwater removed, and they're just, like, he's, he's being a good son and going to take care of them, but um, we want to get him on camera on Instagram Live so that we can have everybody together. And, you know, we're, we're doing that. We're trying to do... You know, do question of the day when I haven't been super busy. I try to post that every day. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I, I try to connect with everybody as much as possible. I'm also playing World of Warcraft with a lot of the fans when I have a minute. <laughs> right. Um, so, like, when there was some downtime, uh, I, I get on the game and I have some of the fans that play. So we all go and quest together. So we're still connecting. Um, obviously, it's not as much as we would like to connect. We want to be there and see people. And I want to hug someone. Like, I just want to hug someone. Right. <laughs> Um, but I think I'm just hugging more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chris, you got anything? Well, no, I mean, it's a strange time, you know. Uh, like, me personally being a recording engineer, my life hasn't changed that much. I just don't go to the grocery stores often. But for a lot of people, like, I know for my wife, for instance, it's really changed her life a lot. Um, and like you say, musicians are kind of built for this type of thing to happen because... If you're going to have nothing to do, you're going to sit down and write anyway. So it's kind of a normal, mm -hmm. normal thing to do. Um, how is it affecting, like, your family around you? Are they doing okay? Yeah, so my mom, um, my mom and my little sister work in home care for elderly. So they go to the houses, and they're pretty much, you know, they, they've had some scares where they take care of a couple of old people a day that can't take care of themselves. And right. yeah. um, if one of the nurses catches it, then that nurse has also been with every patient that's been with every other nurse, and it turns into a snowball. Luckily, we had a big scare thinking that it was going around, and uh, fortunately, nobody tested positive for it. But, um, you know, I do have some friends that did have it. I forced one of them to go to the hospital because he hates hospitals and wants need to go because if it gets to your lungs, then it can kill you, you know? Yeah. Um, and because I had another friend of ours, um, a really close friend, that I didn't even know that he went to the hospital and told me horror stories about what it was like there. And he's like, you just don't want to catch this. Even if you didn't survive it, you don't want to catch it. Right. It's pretty bad. Um, so, you know, for me, I've been, I'm pretty good at being a hermit in general. So, like, I'm, I'm a homebody. I will find stuff to do around the house. Um, and... I've been just staying out of the way, and like you said, kind of going to the grocery store here and there. I am going to go and fly to Indiana to write with one of our producers um, on May 18th. We're going to walk ourselves in a, a house for a week and see what we come up with. Um, cool. Yeah, we were supposed to do it in April, and uh, that kind of got moved around a little bit. So he just thought of a mountain in Indiana, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to come out there and visit you. I know that I have that entire week just dedicated to making music, and like that is, I look forward to things like that. Okay, that's awesome. that's awesome. The internet really has changed the way people are are working. Like, like if this had happened 20 years ago, you know, it would have been a completely different scenario with the schools closing down and stuff. But this is really like my parents; you could barely even use the internet before. <laughs> Right. Suddenly they're like virtually hanging out with people and it's empowering artists to do things they wouldn't normally have done. Um, are you guys planning on doing any cover songs or, or anything like that? Or um, Personally, I, I don't like doing covers. I don't know if you've noticed we haven't really done any. Um, okay. Unless it's asked for us because I just, I don't know, I, I like creating stuff straight from scratch and I don't feel connected to a song that I didn't write. 
So, um, but, you know, we, we did do some stuff to try to get him some films. I don't know if they made it or not. I haven't seen the money, so I'm assuming no. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, we're just writing, you know, we're working on the next record and seeing what we can come up with since we have some time. You know, we just released our album, so there's not really a rush. But because we have all this time, we might as well get a head start, you know. Sure. Well, yeah, I was I was looking at your at your website, and it looks like you have quite a few dates starting in July. Um, are those still a go? Do you think, or are you just kind of holding up, hoping they're still going to happen? Uh, as far as I know, I think Incarceration Festival was in July, and I think they yeah that got canceled. canceled. That one. Yeah. Yeah, that one got canceled. Pretty much all, we were at almost nine festivals this year, which are all been either canceled or we're still hoping, you know, fingers crossed for later, but none of us really know what's going to happen. They're waiting out as long as they can to try to, you know, like, see if anything starts opening up and stuff like that. But I think just like the way it closed down, I, where the festivals and the, or the shows and stuff were the first things to close because there's so many people in such close vicinity. Um, I think those are also going to be the last ones to open, you know, just the way that it closed down. The parks will probably be first, start opening, stuff like that. California is a little weird because uh, our governor is being very, very strict on it, which, you know, I I kind of agree with because it's kind of like lives on the line and the quicker you open things up, the more you could hurt the whole thing we've been trying to stop, you know? Right. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I hope that, you know, we're, we're still practicing stuff. I have rehearsal on Saturday. We moved everything over to a new uh, rehearsal space inside our house. So we're going to have serious jam band garage, like, for real. And I haven't had that since That's I was, like, in awesome. high school. That's awesome. Yeah. So just, cool. We, you know, we were living in the city in, in Los Angeles. Um, and we had to rent a studio there. We just moved a little on the outskirts and got a house with a three-car garage where we could put our fan trailer, we could put all our gear. Um, I'm thinking of building like a deck in the backyard to put a stage on. Nice. <laughs> 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 the neighbors would love it. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I haven't quite introduced ourselves yet. Hey, here's some cupcakes. Also, we're in fans, so we're allowed to text. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't call the cops. Text me first. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't quite gone there yet. I, I don't know if they want cupcakes from their new neighbor in the middle of a pandemic, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's my poisonous cupcakes. Would you like some? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't breathe on them. I saw. I saw the funniest meme today. Remember back in the day when we used to eat cakes, people blew on. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you watch the TV and you see somebody shake hands and you're like, oh my god, what are they doing? <laughs> that was yeah. like literally three months ago. It's crazy. No, it, it, I, I really think that kind of stuff is going to change. I think that with um, bands, like, you know, me, I usually go out to the merch table, I give everybody a hug. Um, and I think I started recently kind of stopping doing that a little because it got a little weird. There were some incidents that were probably unsafe. Right, um, yeah. And I, I stopped doing it as much. Um, and this might change a lot of the band's 
but go out there and do stuff. You know, the last tour, I went out a couple times and I ended up getting stressed out. So, like, you know, you can get sick so easily on the road with different climate. Um, I definitely only think some of the bands that would usually go out there and mingle and stuff and are going to kind of feel a little more reserved and you're going to see a lot more VIP action go on. Yeah, I'm just curious yeah. what I'm curious what shows and festivals and how all that comes back knowing what we know now. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to I don't know what that's going to turn out to be. Is it going to be like a mosh pit with everybody with masks on or have we seen the end of that sort of thing? I don't know how it's going to work out or drive-in concerts or something like that. Oh yeah. Really awesome. I'm trying to think of that talking to my manager. The other day, I'm like, how can we make that happen? Yeah. Maybe I know because they're doing like drive-in churches and drive-in movies and pretty much drive-in everything at the moment. So that may be a way to get around it. The other thing is, you know, all the venues where these shows happen rely on liquor sales, and if you have to wear a mask, the venue can't open because you won't be able to buy a drink. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you drink their masks? They'll get masks with bottles in them. <laughs> there's, so many, there's so many parts to the whole thing that I guess nobody's really even thought of yet. Yeah. I, I think the benefit of this, though, is that we're going to see a massive technological revolution, not only in science, but in art as well. You know, people are, going to, people are so creative, and they always find ways to do what they want to do. See? Yeah. Yeah, I also think there's going to be um, a change in the way that we eat as far as, like, the meat production. Um, I know that already China is changing. They, they took dogs off of a livestock my meal. They're altering some of their, um, like, fast and stuff. Uh, obviously, they're, you know, second-guessing whether or not some of those kind of animals should be on the menu. So. Right. Um, it might, you know, I know some of the pork companies have shut down in America because some of the people in the company got the virus, and obviously you get the virus working with meat that everybody's going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it going to change. change a lot of stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. hopefully we get more vegetarians out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I do. So you guys have been, I mean, I'm looking at your, been doing a little research earlier. You guys have been at this 10 years now. You ever imagine you'd still be, still be doing this or was it just kind of, uh, as it went? I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, but I, at the beginning of the band, I mean, when the band first started, I put it together because I had just gotten dropped from the label and I, you know, thought I was, I thought it was over and I was going to go, you know, drive back to Florida from LA and give up and everything. And my parents were like, no, you can't quit. You've got to finish what you started. So I went back out oh, cool. and I put, stitched up my heart back together and put the band together. And I was like, okay, I have a concept. I'm going to see how this goes. And almost within like two or three months of being a band, everybody quit. <laughs> so wow. again, I was like, great. <laughs> like, this is going well. I didn't think it would last 10 years, that's for sure, but I mean, I just kept going because we would book our, for the first five years of being a band, we would, I would round out the tour, we would um, contact every venue in the area, um, you know, just blast email everyone, just, just 
let us play in your building, at least give us gas money and we'll be happy, you know? Right. Um, so drink and some gas money, we're good to go. And then we would just go from venue to venue and um, for about five years and then we started actually, you know, there were times that we didn't play to anybody. Like there were times even the sound guy wasn't there. Like <laughs> 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 the entire venue in Jersey. And now, like, that, like, you know, a couple hundred people come out. So it just takes time. Um, nothing happens really, really fast. You know, it's, it, most bands, like, take Imagine Dragons, for example. Like, they've been around a long time before they finally, like, hit it really big. Right. But nobody really knew that. So everybody kind of thought they were just a brand new band. But it, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of footwork. And it takes a lot of dedication. And... Um, you know, the guys in the band right now are all 100% dedicated and they always do anything that they need to do for the band in a drop of a hat. So, um, we're just, I don't ever see it ending. I don't ever see us doing one of those fake last tour things. <laughs> you know, this right. is my last tour of the band. I will be, I will take this band in my grave. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that is very awesome. So, Chris, you got anything else? I don't. Thank you so much for calling us back. Yeah, and, I'm sorry. And, I, I think I saw a Virginia number. I was running around trying to make cupcakes, doing all the stuff, and I uh, thought it might have been a telemarketing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I went back and listened to the voice, and I'm like, oh, shoot, because I didn't check my email on all my interviews today. So no worries. I appreciate you guys taking the time, and I appreciate you guys uh, yeah, chatting with me. Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.